Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I keep waiting for Tom to start the show, but uh, I'll go ahead and do it myself. It's the Fitzmorris is in two separate places today. Tom, are you there? I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, go ahead. Well, this is where you, know, you start your 10-minute intro. Go ahead. This is the insistent voice of your local announcer coming to you live here on the North Shore, where you will find the insistent voice thereof and Al Copeland. <laughs> okay. The, the spirit of Al Copeland, anyway, we can say that. I see. All right. And we, uh, you will hear a, a word or two on the subject, uh, and you can make this up as you go along or, you know, just throw it all away. Uh, king Cakes, the, uh, I was asked uh, yesterday if I could please put together a, a condensation of uh, what uh, comes out and goes into King Cakes and which ones that uh, person A likes better than person B, and all of that kind of stuff. So we have king cakes to think about. We also have travel to figure out because for some reason it just seems like everybody I talk to wants to leave town for a couple of minutes or maybe longer than that. And uh, all of this adds up to the food show. And uh, with a surprise uh, for us, I think this is a first, um, we have... uh, Marianne here. On the, on, in the studio, in the actual in, studio. Uh, you're in the studio. Yes, I'm in the downtown and studio, not. and you're in the North Shore home base Coolwater Ranch studio. Hmm. Can What's they the do it, folks? That? We'll find out. <laughs> well, it's not exactly like, you know, you need heavy brain power to do it. Anyway, two six zero six three six eight is the number. If you want to chat with either one of us, I have been gone mm-hmm. for a week, and you have, uh, if you would you like to, if you would like to weigh in on the co-host situation, we got a great little comment today on Don Clement saying yeah, how was, articulate uh, and me. wonderful he was. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was with me yesterday, and he was very articulate. He was a nice guy. He's uh, a very he, nice guy. He, he didn't get bent out of shape if I joked around with him a little bit. Mm-hmm. He couldn't, wouldn't scream if they said I wasn't making his uh, headphones uh, darker than mm. they needed to be mm. uh, or even bring it up. And so uh, it was a, a great way to spend a few hours, and uh, I'm, I hope he'll come again. You no, know, he, he will. He, he, just, will. he mm. lives only like He's the gourmet neighbor. He lives a couple blocks away. Yes. Neighbor. That's what I mean, he calls you know, himself. What more do you want? You know, like it's, it's kind of wonderful to be doing the show with Tom from the studio studio. That way I don't have to watch him fiddling with all the buttons on his equipment at home. So whatever levels he comes up with, uh, I will not watch him manipulating them. So what are we going to talk about today? Did you want to talk about well, what you, you know, did last night for dinner? Uh, yeah, uh, last night for dinner we went to, uh, and you were there too, I don't know mm-hmm. if anybody told you that, but the, uh, we went to Copeland's. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I have been motivated during the last week to write a, uh, a, a review of Copeland's 
which is a restaurant that for the last several years I've sort of just wrote off as not worthy of a whole lot of attention from me at the moment. But I've been there now twice within the last 10 days or so. And on all of those, and in every dish in all of those, it was a great improvement of what I remember as being there. I remember it as being very commercial and very old, you know, from another era. But it played out pretty well, and I think we have enough to run with here. Good. All right. If you know what I mean. Well, my apologies to everyone for having the wrong date on the almanac today. It was the right date, but the wrong day. So it's a little goofy. But anyway, we're going to use our almanac, the Gourmet Gazetteer and all that other stuff that we run every day. Well, I've got it right in front of me here. Yeah, I know. Well, we need to change the day because it's Wednesday the 8th instead of Friday the 8th. Does it say? It does. It says it in glaring black print. So. I have to uh, I have you know, to make a revision I'm, I'm, I'm on the website for that. Yeah. And uh, it starts off at January eighth. Yeah, but it, it uh, says, says Friday. Today, today uh, my father used to say all this. He used to point this out that uh, it was the fifth of January, which is uh, has a bunch of different names, but it's the Battle of New Orleans uh, mm-hmm. for most people, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, my dad just thought that was something that was as uh, a much deserving. Uh, seeing just about anything else that happens in the world out there, uh, but the Battle of that, New Orleans. Why? Why do you but, think that was? Well, it's an. Ex, you know how uh, Christmas. You, uh, then you have four. Uh, excuse me. You have uh, seven days passes, and then you go to the next one, and the next one is this. So you have Christmas on the twenty fifth, and then your New Year's Day is ten. Um, uh, is uh, four days later. I'm sorry, uh, get this right yet. Um, uh, Six, seven it's, days it's later. Seven days later, then, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, thank you for catching up with me. Uh, <laughs> and the annals of the bacon and beans, that's what's called for in the... Um, in the almanac today? In the it, Well, yeah, because, you know, this is what happened in the Battle of New Orleans. There's a song about it. They had it. bacon and beans? Bacon and beans, yeah. You, so they took a little bacon and they took a little beans. Oh. And wrote, uh, yeah, you, I don't, don't you remember that song? No, I don't I don't remember that song. No? But then I don't remember oh. songs quite as much as you do. That was a big, big you hit You remember for, uh, a lot of songs. What was that guy's name? I don't know. Doug probably knows. Yeah, he probably to, does. Today is also the birthday of the guy of who invented bubble gum. Yeah, that's right. Uh, you know, I guy... never see bubble gum anymore. Well, you, I you never see any. No, I never see anyone well, chewing bubble gum. I mean, mm-hmm. I I have kind of a thing about gum, especially when I step on it. I'm really annoyed by it. I have very yeah. few rules about our house, but one of them is that no one could ever have gum there because it gets mm-hmm. over it gets all over everything and it sticks and it doesn't. You have to freeze it and all that and chip it off and. It's it really annoys me. So I don't I don't ever use gum, but I remember a time when bubble gum was pretty ubiquitous, and there were people mm-hmm. popping bubbles from bubble gum all over the place. But you well, don't were, see that much anymore. I don't. Well, there, there were two motivations. One of them was to buy some gum, uh, usually a five pack or a big one pack, 
but what you really want are baseball cards or football cards to, to add to your collection. I was pretty much into that when I was about maybe uh, nine years old or maybe three. You seem like the stamp collector guy to me. Me? Yeah. Oh, did thanks you, did for you... reminding me of that. <laughs> did you, Wait, let me put did my you... glasses back on. <laughs> did you collect stamps? Because you definitely seem like a stamp collector kind of guy to me. Yeah. You, you did you or did you not? Oh, here we go. Okay, did I just you... did it. Did you huh? collect stamps? Because you definitely seem like a stamp collector. I, I kind did. Of guy. I yeah, have, I I so, have a, sure. a, a fair number of uh, rather valuable. Uh, oh, do you? Tell me where uh, they are, because I need to know where all these things are. You know, you the, the champagne bottles and all that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was uh, all of this was made by uh, in 1905. There was a guy who was inventing the the bubble gum. Mm -hmm. His name was uh, Fleer. Mm -hmm. F L E E R. And uh, he owned the uh, chewing gum, co gum company. Mm -hmm. And uh, they made one uh, interesting package. It was, uh, it was, a, it was a, uh, the kind of gum that you could blow bubbles into, I guess. That yeah, hence the name bubble and, gum, uh, yes. Mm -hmm. And they called that double bubble because mm -hmm. so, they had two of them That's on still around, piece. isn't it? It is, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And is that, is that the pink one or the blue one? Pink one, yeah, it's uh -huh. the pink one. Isn't there a blue one too, though? Uh, I don't know. No, I don't maybe get not. it very maybe often. Not. Like I say, I never see it. I never, ever yeah, see it. Anyway, yeah. uh, that's kind of weird that his birthday and his death day were the same day, which is... Isn't it funny? Yeah, that's... I mean, that 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 happens. I mean, there are actually a well, number of people for whom that well, has well, happened. Well, think about but, it. It's it, it's a one chance out of 365, yeah, which isn't any big deal. I mean, you I can... Guess. On, on all of these... It's still bizarre, uh, you know. Yeah, well... It's, it's definitely bizarre. Uh, you have in your edible dictionary today, guanciale. I do? Yeah. Uh-huh. Guanciale? Guanciale. Guanciale. What is that? <laughs> it's the hog jowls that the Italians love to eat in uh, oh, guanciale. pasta with guanciale, right? That's, that, that's uh, the... Uh, it's cheeks. The cheeks. It's cheeks, yeah. yeah. And it's yeah. a really... Uh -huh. del it's a delicacy Italian Very dish, isn't it? Very much so. And, yeah. And with good reason. It's delicious. Mm -hmm. It takes the place of ham. Yeah. Yeah. That's the main use for it. Mm -hmm. Guanciale, it's... Um, there's another name for it, uh, for that matter, mm -hmm. that makes a reference to... Yeah, so it's like uh, carbonara, but you use guanciale, but it's called amitriciana, right? Amitriciana, that's yeah. the dish that is made with it. Right, yeah. And, uh, Who's got the uh, best version of that in town? Because do, we do have it. It's not all that... It's often not something you, you see very often. Yeah. Uh, I know Chef Andrea you does to, it over You have to do place. it in sort of a, a higher-end Italian place, right? Yeah, for them to even know what it is. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Fausto's, I know he does it. Mm -hmm. uh, if, all you have to do is ask. Mm -hmm. uh, impostados. You know, those are the places. Oh, uh, you know who? I, I have to check this because you just asked me for it right now. But I'll bet you that they... Uh, the lady who, oh gosh. I, Irene? Uh, I, Irene, yeah. I'm that, sure. Well, that's Fausto's sister, it. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, so they, just because you're somebody's sister doesn't mean you know how to cook. Well, but she does. They both do. But, oh, um, boy, she's terrific. But, yeah, I could I could definitely see that. As a matter of fact, I could see uh, Guanciale in Irene's um, sooner than I could see Hog it in Fausto's. That's, that's, yeah. the, that's the uh, casual uh, way to call it. Yeah. Anyway, so last mm -hmm. night we yeah. went to, are you going to confess it, Tom? 
We went to Copeland's. We did. We went to Copeland's. And that's the night. second time in about I know. 10 days. I know. Tom's going to admit that on the air. Yeah. And I, uh, I was so uh, intrigued by what they are putting out there. Now that I've you know I've done it twice uh, to to get a real review done, I'm going to probably go there another time. While I was out of town, Tom yeah. went to dinner at Copeland's with Mary Lee, and uh, I heard about it because I'm you know I don't usually go to Copeland's, but they like to or she likes to go, so she talked him into it, and they went and had such. A good dinner that we went back last night, and Tom got a steak. I thought I have to admit that was a good steak. It was a good steak, but that's nothing new for them. They, I, I know, they you made said a that. Big fuss about that. Yeah, maybe around uh, thirty, forty years ago, uh, and they just decided to make it one of their regular items. Uh, it kind of threw me off this afternoon because I didn't, uh, I didn't exactly know what he was going to plan today. So, uh, um, the steak that you had last night, how much was that? Mm-hmm. Do you remember it how was much right it was? Around thir- yeah, it was right around $30. Oh, now see, I wouldn't expect to pay $30 for a steak in a place like that, but it was really no. good steak. It was, it was, it was a USDA really good steak. Prime yeah. Beef. Oh, and, it was? Uh, it was they, prime? I, yes, it uh-huh. was. And I asked them to do it a certain way. Yeah. And they did it. They ha- they hit it exactly right. And I know a lot of really expensive steakhouses mm-hmm. that don't. Mm-hmm. So when I saw that, that impressed me. And I know for a fact that the two waiters, who were very well dressed, did you notice that? They were really uh, sharply dressed. And you would think that in a place like Copeland's, or what you think of as a place like Copeland's, that you wouldn't dress up your waiters all that much. But those guys were Mm -hmm. very well dressed. They were very, uh, they were very polite. I didn't notice. I mean, I, oh, they're uh, very polite, but I didn't notice the dress. Uh, we yeah. had, I had a really good little side dish, yeah. which um, I, I just How do you eat? stuck do you with. Have to, do you have to turn around to no. 90 degrees or to 100 No, you just have to have no. a little small dish in front of you. But oh, but oh. it was a, um, it was a side dish. It was a uh, Creole shrimp rice, and it was just just like incredibly spiced rice with an oily kind of base and some shrimp and uh it was it was really good and then Mm. i also ordered a side dish of uh cornbread dressing which was not good Mm. and mac and cheese which was very very creamy very salty and it had tasso it was it was like a tasso mac and cheese so that was Mm -hmm. Also not terrific, but I would go back just for that shrimp and rice dish, which I thought was very good. We are going to take a little break right now. If you would like to chat, yes, 260-6368 is the number. We are talking Mm -hmm. about, as usual, nothing at all, but uh, all pertaining to food. If you would like to join the conversation, we would love to have you. I would like to know what went on while I was gone, because I heard there were some pretty good conversations. And uh, I have a little couple of reports my own self from my travels. So 260-6368 is the number. You're listening to WWL 105.3 FM HD2. Hello. Welcome back. It's the Food Show. This is Tom Fitzmorris on the air since, uh, let's see, when did we start this? 56, 1986. 1988. 1988. Okay. Yes. 86. No, 88. I think it's 86. Okay, I'll go look it up. <laughs> well, anyway. 2606368. So back to the Copeland's report. So mm-hmm. you had the steak. You also had the red beans, which I have mm-hmm. heard your description of the red beans and did not have any of those. Um, yeah, they, Mary if Lee had. They serve red beans. Um, yeah. They, they have to. Uh, 
that, that different people have different uh, uh, interpretations of it. In, interpret that wasn't what I was going to say, but okay, we can do that. And uh, I, I, it, it was kind of just a smushy, uh, you know, just. It wasn't yeah, but I think beans that is anymore. kind of their red beans. I think that's what they do for red beans. Well, so uh, they, it, they can do it, but I, I'll ask them not to do it to me because uh, it's no big deal. It's just a side dish anyway. But I like beans that have some right. thoroughness to them, you know, some a little. Well, yeah, stickers. it's just a, a matter of personal preference. There are people yeah, who really, well, really that, do that, like that soupy sure. red beans. I, I tend to agree with you in this one matter. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and I liked uh I like the fact that there there are um definitions to the beans, you know, definitions. Let's go to Mike. Mike is here. Mike, get on yeah, the I'm mic. I'm going to uh I'm going to uh the Saltgrass um uh, restaurant in Metairie. Uh-huh. Uh, the Saltgrass yeah, any recommendations? Oh, the, Saltgrass the, Steakhouse, which Yeah, this I, is yeah. the one on uh, Veterans pretty close to Clearview. It it's between correct. Clearview between and Transcontinental. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Correct. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have, have any reviews on that restaurant? I don't. I've never no. been there. Uh, no, never I been kept, there. can't do everything, but uh that's that's the best I can do for you. But we have other people who have been listening and maybe somebody who uh is in that category would be able to answer your question. Is this so. the saltgrass is kind of like the Longhorn uh, Steakhouse, and the um, it, it's probably a, um, a little bit maybe beneath the level of Outback or about on par with Outback. It's a Gosh. it's a, a national chain, isn't it? I think it is Saltgrass Steakhouse. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going there this afternoon. I'll give y'all a report. Yeah, that'd be that. great. Oh, please do. Yeah. I'd appreciate that. Please do. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Take care. See ya. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. What, Tom? I was about to say this is the food show on one hundred five point three FM, but you beat me to it. Oh, okay. So, so uh, anyway, uh, so yeah. Mary Lee had a penthouse salad. We used to go to Copeland's uh-huh. a lot. The, the North Shore, since we've been over there, we've been over there for 30, 30 years. And um, it, it's changed, it's changed, well, a lot. Um, but at the time that we moved over there, I'm not sure if Dakota was open. Tom, was Dakota open when we moved over? I think, how long have they yes, been open? It was. Okay. So it they was. must have been like a fairly new restaurant when we moved over 30 years it, ago. I, I think it was, in fact, exactly Brand at new. the same time that we yeah. moved in. Okay. So I think so. So that was just like kind of an unheard of glamorous gourmet restaurant for the North Shore. I mean, I'm trying to think of anything that could have predated them. Um, I mean, I, well, I there guess were, there were a, a bunch of restaurants around there. They were not very good. Yeah, I'm talking about gourmet level, being, you know, yeah, gourmet yeah. level. So um, so there was Dakota. And I don't know when Copeland's arrived on the scene. It was a little bit after we were there. But um, I, I think as a matter of fact, is Copeland's in that tract of land that was the Shady Acres or was it what was the name of that? Uh, Louis Prima's golf course. Oh, um, pretty acres or something like that. Anyway, that whole complex, that that Home Depot and everything. But I'm Mm -hmm. not sure if Copeland's was was part of the development that ended the, you know, golf course. But um, we when we moved up there, the golf course was still there, but not long after we moved, did it disappear. And so Copeland's was a place that we took the kids a fair amount 
way back in the 90s. And I was kind of marveling because I hadn't been there in a really long time. And I marveled when I walked in how little it had changed. The appearance of the dining room was exactly the same in, you know, something like 25 years. And so um, I used to always get the penthouse salad, which was mm -hmm. a big salad. Everything they do is big. So it was a really big salad. That and, was uh, on their menu from day one. Yeah. And, and but they sort I, hmm? I can speak to you about with some authoritativeness uh, because uh, I was there on the two days before they opened up. Yeah. Well, that was that was in 1982. I remember that specifically. But you went to the one, the original location, which is on, on Clearview. Clearview right yes. In the Elmwood. Huey yes. Yeah. I remember mm -hmm. that. Anyway, so I was working out there at that time. And I remember going as one. No, I didn't go the first day like you did because you were media and you were, you know, um, you were invited to do that. But um, I did go to that one because that was one of the that was the original. And that's where I was working at that time. But anyway, um, I when the kids were little and I got the penthouse salad, one of the things that I really liked about it, because this was in the days when I ate any bread that was put in front of me. But they had what I liked about it was the fact that it was the salad and they had they, like these two or three little triangles of cheese toast or grilled cheese over French bread. And uh, I was I was intrigued to see the penthouse salad come to the table yesterday because it used to have cheese and eggs, which it still did. But what was interesting about it was how updated it was. In the old days, the penthouse salad was an iceberg lettuce pile with you know, the usual salad things. It was very much a salad of the times. And this salad was the same thing, a salad of the times. It was frisee and exotic sort of, not exotic, but, you know, eclectic mix of greens with um, the cheese toasts that were still exactly the same. And uh, the chicken was three chicken breasts on top. It was a huge salad and a and a big pile of food for I think it was I don't know ten ninety nine or something. Um, but it was yeah, the, the it, prices are pretty good, but uh, there have been lower prices than I've seen too. So uh, it's a it they have a commercial aspect to them that I think will, every now and then, will cause something to bubble up as being maybe a little too much of whatever that means uh, to pop up. Anyway, it was uh, it was an interesting sort of blast from the past for us because, like I said, it was one of those places where when the kids were little, we would go there a lot. The, the same is true of Trey Inn. We used to spend a lot of time at Trey Inn, and we just haven't because habits change and... Uh, a lot more restaurants have proliferated up there that are, you know, more updated, modern, gourmet kind of restaurants. I mean, we still like Trayenne. Every time we go back, we go, you know, why don't we come here more often? But mm -hmm. um, but it was just interesting to drop in there. And I, like I say, I missed the first visit on Saturday, but uh, it was really interesting to see going back, you know, yesterday. Anyway, two six zero six three six eight is the number if you would like to chat mm -hmm. with us. We're just uh, hanging around here talking about food as we always do, yeah. and we have uh, we have lots of dining experiences to report. I know that you guys went out a lot while I was gone, and I also went out a few times, not so much 
in L.A. I think the most interesting thing that I did was the very first thing that I did there. We went. She uh, went across. Uh, she went to L.A. Yeah, I was in L.A. In for, for the week last that. week and uh, started off the new year at the Rose Parade, which was something that I've always wanted to do. And um, what you it, think of that? It was, well, you know, let's full disclosure here. I did not, I was not there for New Year's Eve. I, oh. I was here for New Year's Eve and then flew out at 6 in the morning, getting to L.A. at 8.30 in the morning. And so by the time I jumped into a taxi, because I didn't have time to rent a car or anything because I wanted to get right to the parade. So we went right to the parade. And um, and I arrived toward the end. I think I saw like the last, I don't know, half dozen floats or something. But that was enough to get a, a feeling for what it was like. I mean, it was it was something that if you have not seen a Mardi Gras parade, it would be more impressive. But if you had seen a Mardi Gras parade, it would not be as impressive. Now, mm-hmm. Mardi Gras parades are... The floats are much, much bigger, and you don't really have to be up in the front of the line to see the float as much as you would at this parade. This is a parade that is um, its something you, if you have always wanted to see it, you should absolutely see it. Um, it is something that I would say comes right out of the last century, mid-century it's like you know the 60s and it's it's wholesome and there aren't any you know blare boxes with is it like, people uh, dancing it's kids is it like macy's i think it's i think it's even better than the macy's parade in terms of the all american vibe to it you know mm-hmm. um it the floats are uh smaller then they look on television. They're um, not made exclusively of roses, as you think. They are made of all natural ingredients, things like seeds and seaweed and uh, and wheat grasses and things like that. And they're dyed with fruit juices, so it's all natural stuff. But um, there's like no paint on it or anything like that. It's it's the colors are all dyed from natural things. And uh, the flowers are gorgeous, and they're very creative, and some of them are actually um, electronic, but uh, it's, it's definitely something to see. It's, 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 but I say it's very, it's very um, like I said, last century, mid-century. It's gleaming kids in their high school bands, and everything is impossibly wholesome, and it's it's charming. <laughs> it's charming mm-hmm. in that way, and uh, it was something that I've always wanted to see. I'm really glad I saw it. I I would love to see the whole thing, but if I never do, I I saw enough, and it was uh, 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 a guy who was. Uh, I'm trying to remember who it was, but he was in the uh, business of making Mardi Gras parade uh-huh. uh, floats, mm-hmm. and I. Uh, I asked him why they couldn't fix it so that the people who are running it, instead of being at the top of it and are loath to become hit or or worse, mm-hmm. why they do that. And they said, well, they, they don't do it in... Uh, in uh, Pat, uh, Pasadena? Pa- Pasadena. Right. They ride inside. They ride inside. Yeah. And, the only, and the, the only, if not maybe the main reason they do it is 
that the when the floats when you have people who are throwing yeah uh-huh uh, things like we do at Mardi Gras right. people go running up to the yeah. to the float and then they get rolled over yeah and that, that's why we don't have that around here. Yeah, they uh, they have the people inside. Like you can, there's a little hatch that you can see on the sides of the floats. It's really it's really interesting. There's this viewing thing after, and they have people who describe the floats. But you have to pay to get in and kind of really get a close up mm. look at the floats. It's, it's fascinating. It's a whole different thing than Mardi Gras. Two six zero six three six eight is the number you're listening to. WWL one hundred five point three FM HD two. This is the food show. What we do is we talk about food. It's simple as that. Mary Ann is here today. Hi. Hi, Hi Mary Ann. <laughs> Welcome to our program. I've been missing everyone this week. So what's been yep. going on? Anybody have anything to report? How's your new year? Happy New Year to everyone. How many oh. times have people told you Happy New Year, Tom? Uh, every day, you know, we're on that yeah. uh, scheme. Again so so are people actually doing that? I mean, it's... Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. 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 When did that start? When did the Happy New Year when thing that I went on? Doing? Yeah, when did the Happy New Year thing that went on all year start? How long ago? This would have been nineteen uh, seventies or eighties. No. Yeah. No. You mean the entire time that you've been on this show, the food show on in the. Well, I remember doing it on the station I was on before then. So WGSO, you all that goes all the way back to mm-hmm. WGSO. Yeah, really? it does. Oh yeah. my gosh! Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, anyway, that was uh, uh, that's uh, that's when that came about, and it was it was because of something that uh, <laughs> actually had happened. I was in an elevator or something like that. Oh my goodness! And I, I and there was a guy walking past who I knew, and I. And I waved and I said, Happy New Year. And he said, Happy New Year. We're going to say that every day from now until the end of the year. Watch. Just you watch. Well, uh-huh. it, it, it happened. <laughs> and and, and that was single, not even on the air? It was not even Every single day, at least one person would walk up to me and say, Happy New Year, even once we were in July and August. <laughs> no. Well, I'm I mean, I know that serious. I know that you've done that on this show, but I didn't know. Yeah. First of all, I didn't think it was that old. I thought that was something fairly recent. Golly. Uh, no, it's there. You don't have to be a, a, a long and far piece away from where I was because I have so much of this stuff just piled up. Yes, you do, for sure. Uh, wow. Maybe someday we'll have to put it in a banquet hall or something. Anyway, that is yeah. uh, so. So I was wondering if anyone had been doing the Happy New Year thing because I, like I said, I wasn't here. So, so let's see. You had on on Thursday because you didn't have a show on Wednesday. So on Thursday you had Allie. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I'm sure that went well. It did. And you had I hear Jean Luc was in. Jean Luc was an unbelievable. Uh, I know visit. Doug must have liked Jean Luc. <laughs> uh, Doug probably did, but, uh, but you everybody here? else did. Oh, that's as well. right, we, Thursday. The, oh, bummer, we a, Doug. <gasps> we had a mountain. Of, yes, that's what I heard. This, these uh, great everything uh, you could imagine. Yeah. In the in the way of um, pastry, uh, pastry and uh, and everything that goes with it. Uh, wow, it was magnificent. Mm-hmm. And he stayed for two hours, what? right? He stayed, yeah, the whole time yeah. we were there. Okay, then. He, he's, he's one of the greats. Well, he's, this is a man 
who really he's knows. He's an old-timer, uh, that's for sure. Uh, yeah, but he's a, he's an old-timer in the sense that he knows everything. Uh-huh. He really does. And I've, I've known him for a long time, and uh, he's a real inspiration to a guy like me because, you know, I'm, I, I just kind of fizzle my way in it. He actually knows it. Yeah. Okay, so then on Friday you also had Ali. Yep. And what did you all talk about that day? I believe that day we went over to uh, her own restaurant, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. Um, yes, you are, though. Yvonne or Yvonne. <laughs> oh, oh, never, oh, oh, you mean yeah, for lunch. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. All right, and so then on Monday, I hear that you had like a list with uh, Ron the Gourmet Waiter. You had like lists of the top five things for what? Restaurants or things or what? Top five lists is what he said. Um. Gosh, we, we were doing it, but I don't remember it uh, being written down. And then yesterday was Don not Clement, very, and yep. we had we good. had great very... reports from him. He's yeah. a, uh, besides being the gourmet neighbor, he is a gourmet, and he's a uh, not only a gourmet eater, but he does a lot of cooking at home. I mean, he sent me pictures of his fried chicken made in his sous vide machine and he sous vides things before he cooks them another way so he's he is serious about this food thing and uh it's it's nice that he was able to join you and now you're back to me oh well yeah no i love that too yeah and and you can't say i don't no 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 okay so then where else did you eat while i was gone because i know that you went to copeland's but i didn't Mm -hmm. hear any other reports well today uh for lunch i had uh that wonderful uh white and red italian sauce with the uh oh you went to new orleans food and spirits yeah oh well you know it's it's got that much Okay, so you did have lunch. I was wondering if you were going to have have lunch. lunch, Yes, okay. Well, uh, Mary Lee and I had lunch over here, and we went to Rock Rose. Rock Rose? Rock Rose, the Greek place in the International House Hotel. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I had the souvlaki uh, again. No kidding. Well, that's what I had last time I was there. Yeah, she had a salad that she thought was um, had some a little couple of issues with it. Like there were some... um, sun-dried tomatoes and a lot of them in an arugula salad that she had and um and that she felt that they should be be, be ch- chopped up or something cuz having them as their full size was probably not a great idea and we had the uh roasted red pepper dip which is always really good but that place is kind mm-hmm. of interesting it's it's um it's there are two greek restaurants in the city right now, there's the two locations of Acropolis, which is very mm-hmm. sort of Greek. cliche Greek, you know. And then there's you, you Rock Rose. So? Yes, you really think so? Yeah. Oh, sure, I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I kind of think the same thing. But yeah. that's all we've ever had in New Orleans right. in terms of a Greek restaurant. We we have a lot of Middle Eastern restaurants, but uh-huh. uh, Greek restaurants are are not. Yeah, they're scarce, which is which is interesting because there's definitely a Greek population here, as mm-hmm. is seen whenever there's the Greek festival, you know, and and the, there's certainly a market for the Greek food because the Greek festival is always a massive turnout, you know, but yep. um, but this one is much more understated than that. It's uh, it's definitely a cooler sort of um, youngish. 
urban, not not too urban though, kind of semi glamorous. I don't really know how to describe it, but I mean it's it's the perfect place for the international hotel. It's it's definitely mm-hmm. a, a perfect place for the international, uh, international have we, have hotel. Have we told everybody uh, where this is? It's I'm, on uh, the it's in the international hotel in the space that was formerly Rambla, and I don't know what followed Rambla, but um, it is on Camp Street at Gravier, and or actually more in the middle of the block, and it's it's the hotel restaurant of the International House Hotel. And it's uh, it's right across from your new favorite place, the Laurel Oak, or Laurel. The Laurel Oak. boy is that is that a killer? Yes. Yeah, so did you talk? A, did you talk much about Laurel Oak? Quite because a bit. you did uh, on the radio. We have I mean, plenty room for more of it on the radio. Uh, the, in case you've uh, you've missed this, folks, the name of it is Laurel. Laurel. Nope. Laurel. No. Huh. Laurel. L a u r e l. Laurel Oak. Yeah, and uh, it is. Uh, impossible to put your finger on what style of cuisine that is. It's well, it's, it's called Southern. They call it Southern. No, okay, I'll buy that. Yeah. But it's not, uh, it's not many of the dishes that I think of when it comes to that. Uh, that, that doesn't tell you much, anyhow. And, uh, but I know to, that you all were mightily impressed. Very much so. And uh, the, it was a real original. Uh, the, fl- the flavors of everything were really different. And uh, this is, it's on the corner on uh, Gravier and uh, 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 It's called Camp the Street. Southern Brasserie. That's how they're billing it. Yeah. Laurel well, Oak, a Southern Brasserie. Well, I like, the, I like what they're doing with it. And we're going to see more things from them, I'm sure. That's uh, very impressed by that. Yeah, so, uh, it was another new one to try, folks. Yeah, it was um, it, it was something that I am sad to have missed because I was supposed to go to that. And then I wound up going out to California and um, and then Mary Lee was your date. And I have heard nothing but just glowing, glowing reports on it. So I'm very excited to try it myself. But the um, Rock Rose, where we went today, is right across the street from that. So this, uh, the CBD is getting some interesting new restaurants, for sure. I'm trying to think of some mm-hmm. other new ones that are coming. I know that there's um, the new Chinese restaurant, Blue Giant, is getting ready to open. Mm. Um, yeah, we passed there today, and that's got the you know the the permits out front. So they're um, they're getting very close. So there's some, you know, 2020 is going to bring some new interesting places to go. Anyway, two six zero six three six eight is the number. I have not. I know it's a week after New Year's, but did you do something particularly fabulous on New Year's? I would love to mm. hear about it. If you did, did you all talk about New Year's at all, Tom? Uh, yeah, Were there any uh, reports on, did anyone no, have any special major. report on New Year's? No, I did, we didn't uh, reinforce the whole world. No, uh, nobody talked about it? So well, I guess no, nobody talked, did anything when the, uh, the problem is particularly that wonderful? Most, most people would not have been able to even go there yet because the day we were there, and it was the only day they had opened so far. Now you're still on Laurel Oak. I'm asking about New Year's. Yeah. Did anyone do anything specifically wonderful on New Year's? I put in nomenu.com that it would be a fun and quiet, because no one knew about it, but probably really fun thing to do to go to the new Higgins Hotel bar 
um, mm. which is, I, I guess, four Great flights looking. up. Great looking, terrific cuisine. And I was wondering if anybody had actually gone. No, I haven't heard So if anyone did anything that. super fun on New Year's and it involved food, uh, call us, 260-6368, uh, because yeah, I'd, I'd like, like to, to hear about to every it. every restaurant in town uh, every day. If I could, really, but I can't. Well, I, you know what? But but I can't. So uh, we. There's just love not that much eating reports. to be done, Tom. You do more than most people, that's for sure. But um, there's just not that much eating to be done. Anyway, we did a quiet New Year's. Did you talk about that at all? The quiet years. Quiet New Year's. Quiet New Year's. I think that's basically what happened at the uh, home. Yeah, Coolwater um, Ranch. We had a quiet New Year's, and yeah. then uh, you went to bed, and I didn't. I stayed up to watch the fireworks, which were very disappointing. I guess everyone on the North Shore has I, grown up. It used to be where I you... I heard them all. Yeah. Well, uh, not was... really, because there wasn't all that much to hear. Ooh, yeah, anyway. You weren't close enough then, because it was really yeah. powerful at my house. Yeah. Uh, all right. 260-6368 is the number. Today, Tom, I know how you love this. Today is National... Yeah. Uh, seafood Volavant Day. That's right, isn't it? And uh, I know that. Do you know what that a the, is? I do. And um, your description of it is, um, you know, disdainful because it involves oyster patties. And patties, but you could put in oysters. You could put all you could, <laughs> you could put all sauce. kinds you of stuff to, in a volavant. Yeah. I mean, uh-huh. I, I've had volavants that are sort of like a bouillabaisse. Do you in, know what the word in the puff pastry. Do you know what the word voulevant means? I love this. This Go is ahead, one of what? my favorite. You it's a it's. French word. Yes, correct. Spelled like this. V O L hyphen A U hyphen V E N T. Yes. Period. And it means fly with the wind. Mm-hmm. You're f- flying with the wind when you have one of these because they're very light. And yes. if one were to be caught in the wind, it would blow away. Well, That's it, would, it would blow away if it didn't have something in it. But um, usually there are things in it. And I love what you say about it in the Almanac today, which is if there's something that is gloppy and not very appealing and you can't put it on pasta or rice, bake it in a volavant and it will be considered fancy. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, I, well, that's 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 true, but I don't think it actually helps anything because most of the time when I encounter a volavant, uh, I'm going to hate it. No, that's I, what I'm saying. I know you hate them, like. but yeah. but you have a thing about, and and I don't know why because it's really good. Basically, what it is, it's a puff pastry filled with could be anything at all. Like today, I had a. Uh, uh, we went to Levy Baking Company, which is a place that both Mary Lee and I are very high on. We had some business in um, Uptown, so um, we had a little time and dropped in to get a little pastry there. And I had a – it, it, it could have been like a volafont. What it was was a, a – I mean, a, a croissant dough is – essentially a puff pastry, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. So um, if you're doing a croissant dough yourself and, you know, it's not out of a freezer, I mean, even freezer puff pastry is pretty good as far as I'm concerned. But if you're doing it and you really know what you're doing and it's light and flaky, it's it's hard to beat that. Mm-hmm. So, um, Well, getting back to uh, Jean-Luc 
Talk about a guy who can make everything delicate as a piece of paper. Well, yeah. It, it, yeah. It's, well, it's, it's astonishing to see and taste. This one that I had today was a, it was like a rectangular puff pastry that was very high, incredibly flaky, and it was filled with goat cheese and tomatoes. And if it had been filled with anything, it would have been great. I mean, it was about the dough. And so a puff pastry, like a, I know you hate oyster patties, but if you had like those little oyster patties that we know in this town are usually filled, you know, the oyster patty shells are usually filled with oyster patty stuff. And they're mm -hmm. chopped oysters, which are, you know, kind of disgusting, actually. But um, you could fill it with anything. You could fill it with ham and cheese. You could fill it with a tomato. You could, you know, do anything with it. Mushrooms. And it's it's delicious. So I don't know why you have this thing about Volavant, because it's just a puff pastry and it's it's well, really good yeah well i want it to be more than a puff pastry. well no goodness. but i mean you have a thing about oyster patties which is yeah. you know fine i mean you're certainly entitled to that which is kind of interesting because i know that you are crazy about oysters so i don't well, know what well, it is about this. the oyster patty listen thing that this, bothers you so much listen to this and see if it rings a bell uh, a couple of days ago uh i uh found myself what, what were we talking about for a minute? A volavant, yeah. oyster volavant. patties. Uh, yeah, uh, I was uh, with a, a, a friend of mine. Now, I can't finish this story right okay. now. Okay, that's fine. Uh, we'll so later. oyster patties, a volavant to me, though, is a large patty shell. And you can get a as my mom and, used to say, oyster patties. Yeah, mm -hmm. I don't. You know, I think you're back in the '60s, Tom, because I haven't seen oyster patties. <laughs> no. That used to be a really big thing in New Orleans at a wedding. Oyster patties, mm -hmm. yeah. done. You know, you're going to order X number of oyster patties, but I haven't seen that in a really long time. It's kind of like just food that's been updated. I don't think that you get those at weddings, even in New Orleans anymore. But um, a volavant that you would get at a, a first-class restaurant is likely to have something seafoody in it and, and much more gourmet than an oyster patty. Although I don't know if they're still doing this, but uh, for a while there, I don't know, I guess like five years ago... Um, Oxlot Nine, they had a an oyster patty, and what it was was it it was an oyster mixture in a volavant, and it was a it was a real volavant. I mean, which is about like the size of a, a cup, you know, and it wasn't a little miniature oyster patty. But um, I I didn't have it, but I'm sure it was really good. Do you remember when you were doing your oysters? Um, the 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 one, the pepper oysters, they were um, oysters in a cream sauce with peppercorns. Mm. Do you remember that? You won a prize for oh, it in oh, Maryland. Oh, yeah, what was that yeah, called? That is what it, it was. The, uh, it was based in New England. It's not in New England. Uh, no, but it was like all it was was oysters, oysters. in cream. And it had well, real, like, did. full peppercorns in it, right? So it was, oh, yeah. you called it oysters au poivre. That's what you called oysters it. Oysters au poivre. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Exactly. So if you did, if you did oysters au poivre mm -hmm. 
your dish with the cream and the oysters and the peppers, yeah. mm -hmm. and you put that in a volavant, Tom, that would be delicious, wouldn't it? Uh, and you would eat the whole thing. An oyster uh, patty yeah, shell? Would, you wouldn't mind would that, would you? We'd find out how quickly they, the bottoms of them fall out, but I, I, well, I don't no, know. you would Maybe. use a fork for that. But I mean, well, I think I think you would find that if you put something really good in a volavant, that you could like it pretty well. I mean, who doesn't love oh, puff pastry? That, that was really good, though. That did you came like those? Second. Did you like those little puff pastry pinwheels that I left you? Because because no. for for New Year's Eve. Yeah. I made some, I took the puff pastry that was left from Christmas, mm -hmm. and um, I rolled it out, and I put some pepper jack cheese, and I just rolled it and sliced it and made little uh, puff pastry pinwheels with cheese, and that was like an appetizer while we were cooking the rest of the things that we cooked for New Year's Eve. And then I left the next morning and left you guys with a pile of those pinwheels, which were still there. I guess nobody even noticed them, but, but no, I finished I, them I off when them, I came but... back. But, hmm? but if they sit around for any length of time, they tighten up to a point. Where I put them in the toaster and that, that freshened them up, and I had them. Well, anyway, yeah. we well, will be back after the top out. of the hour news. You're listening to WWL 105.3 FM HD2. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.